As moms, we bind to the message that motherhood is a life of chaos, overwhelm, exhaustion, and putting ourselves last. And while it does require sacrifice and can be overwhelming at times, the idea that becoming a mom means you no longer exist or matter is simply not true. I'm on a mission to help you find yourself again. Yes, even in the chaos. And remind you that you still matter. I want you to stop believing that you have to wait until fill in the blank and start right now right where you are. A life of abundance and joy where you can truly thrive at work, home, and life can be yours if you're willing to start right where you are. Join me each week in conversations about motherhood, mindset, balancing all the things, and doing what you can with where you are because you are worth knowing and you are more than mama. Hey friend. Okay, I have a few things that I need to put out into the air before we get started today. Number one, I have to be totally honest and say, I've been questioning, what am I doing here? I'm 10 episodes in and I'm kind of starting to wonder, am I doing a good job? Is this resonating? Is anybody listening? Okay, I know that you're listening because I can see the number of people who listen each week. So I know that you're out there, but here's what I want to ask you to do. Will you please send me an email or even a DM on Instagram and let me know what you want to hear more of? Do you want to hear interviews? Do you want to hear practical tips and tricks and strategies? Do you want to hear more personal stories? Maybe you want to talk about a specific topic. You want to hear more about a specific topic. I'm going to leave my email below. So all you have to do is copy and paste it and send me some feedback. I would be so grateful. Number two, I just have to say as a reminder to not only you listening, but also to myself, I do not have it all figured out, okay? I don't have all my stuff together all of the time. Life still happens for me, as I shared two weeks ago on episode eight. I think it's easy to see someone who shares about rhythms and routines and mindset and think, oh, she never struggles with any of those things. And sometimes I kind of start to believe it myself just because I share on it so often. But the reality is that I'm a human just like you are. I'm a mom trying to figure things out one day at a time. I just happen to have had enough of the way that I was living one day and the way that I was showing up. And honestly, I was just tired of my reflection in the mirror, like who I was. I was tired of it. So I decided to change it. And that's what I want to encourage you to do every single day. That's the point of the podcast. It's why I show up on social media. It's part of my message. Just being the best version of yourself and reminding you that you have a choice. You have a choice in the way that you think. You have a choice in your actions and how you show up. You can be a better version of yourself if that's what you choose. Okay, I think that's all that I needed to get off of my chest. So I want to start sharing more more personal stories and some of my struggles in hopes of encouraging you if you find yourself in any of these places that I've been in and sometimes still walk through. So I did some of this in the beginning and I've since shared lots of practical things that I really want to be helpful for you, but I think my personal stories can be just as helpful and encouraging. So today I'm going to kind of switch things up. I'm going to share a little bit about my journey to becoming a mom. As I briefly mentioned in episode one, I told you that it was a process. It wasn't something that came easily. It didn't happen overnight by any stretch. And that's just not how I thought that it would go. So if you're a woman out there who's trying to conceive for the first time, or maybe you're struggling to get pregnant again, I want you to know that I understand that pain and frustration of what you're dealing with and what you're walking through. Okay. 
So after about six months of nothing happening, really, because we kind of thought we were married, we'd wait, and then when we decided to have kids, this would just happen whenever we decided that it would happen. And it turns out it doesn't happen that easily for everybody. So I switched my OB and I started seeing a doctor who specialized in fertility treatment, and he could help guide me and my husband through this process. So we did all the things that you do in the beginning, like you make sure everything looks okay with my ovaries and reproductive system, and also that my husband's sperm count was within normal range, you know, all those things that are so nerve wracking. It's like there's always a test, always something to check. You're waiting on pins and needles. And for somebody who already struggles with anxiety, this whole season sent me into a spiraling emotional roller coaster that honestly, I would be in and out of or off and on for years to come. I just didn't even know it. So at some point, I began taking progesterone for a chunk of my cycle each month. I would take ovulation tests and do everything I was supposed to do. It was one of the most fresh frustrating, isolating, devastating things I have ever gone through. Because we hadn't shared with anyone at that point that we were even trying. I didn't want people to know because I didn't want to have to face them each month and tell them, not this time, no, it's another no, whenever they asked me if I'd gotten pregnant yet. It was just too much. I could barely handle seeing the no's all alone by myself in the bathroom every month, much less talk to other people about it and have to explain it or listen to them and their responses. It, I just couldn't deal with it. So we decided to keep it to ourselves for the first little bit. We did eventually start sharing with some close friends and family members and people at our church who really were with us during that time and stuck by us and prayed for us and were really there for us during a really difficult time. But before that, I was carrying an invisible load. And even whenever these people knew, it still felt as I was walking around all alone. Like I was carrying around with this weight, the weight of the world on my shoulders. Like life was moving on. People were going on about their days. And I felt like I was falling apart on the inside. I felt so fake having normal conversations with people. I remember wanting to scream in their face. I am not okay. Do you have any idea what I'm going through? And I would just want to lose it on these people. I was struggling silently in what felt like all by myself because like I said, nobody knew except my husband and my mom and nobody understood. They didn't understand. My mom, I love her. She loves me. She's my best friend, but she didn't understand 100% because she didn't struggle getting pregnant with me or my brother. So my husband obviously loves me and was there for me, but they weren't living it. Nobody was me. Nobody was actually dealing with it. I was. I was the one who felt like a failure, like something was wrong with me. My body wasn't cooperating with me. And why? Why couldn't my body do what it was made to do? Was something wrong with me? Why was it so easy for other people? These are some of the questions that I would ask myself. Why did people have babies who didn't even want them? And why not me? Whenever I, that's all that I wanted. I wanted a little baby so bad. What did I do to deserve this? What had I done wrong? You know, all of these questions that you ask when you are desperate and hurting. I started to believe that God was punishing me for something that I had done. Maybe this was just a consequence for things that I had done in life, and this was how I was paying for it, which, you know, logically, I know that that is not how things work. That's not how God works. But that was just what I started to believe. The pain was magnified every time I saw another Facebook announcement of somebody finding out they were pregnant, or I saw somebody else in the store who was pregnant. It seemed like there was pregnant people everywhere, just bellies all over the place. And whenever I heard of people finding out they were pregnant, 
and especially friends and close family members, it wasn't that I wasn't happy for them, but it was painful to see others having something that I wanted so badly. And sometimes it wasn't their first baby. And other times it was accidental. Like I said, it was all just very difficult to process. Again, as what I felt like I was doing by myself. I had one extended family member who saw specialists and took medicine in order for her to get pregnant as well. So she was really the only person who I felt understood and knew what this was like. I would be walking through the store, be out with friends or on a date. I'd be at church, anywhere really. And the feelings and emotions would begin to rise up. If you've been here, you understand. So I don't have to explain this to you, but I would be doing something totally normal like grocery shopping because this was before the age of click list and something would trigger all of the emotions I was trying to deal with. Tears would fill my eyes. I'd run to the bathroom and cry in a stall or else I'd just walk out and I would lose it in my car. So I think by now you're starting to get a glimpse of how agonizing this was. My entire life was consumed with this. And I was a kindergarten teacher going to work every single day. I had to keep myself together. I had to be prepared and energetic and loving and kind and all of those things that babies need at that age. And I did my best, but it was not an easy thing to walk through. It was not an easy thing to live through. And it wrecked me. It truly did. I was buying so many pregnancy tests that I should have also bought stock in them. I'm not even lying. I would try a Dollar Tree test and the expensive test because maybe one or the other was inaccurate. I heard Dollar Tree tests were more accurate, so I went and got the cheap ones. Who knew? But I held so much hope each month only to be devastated when the words not pregnant, quite literally, would appear on the digital screen of the stick that I was holding in my hand, and I felt like a failure all over again. My heart broke into pieces all over again. Where was God? I had been a Christian since I was in eighth grade. At this point, I was 22, maybe 23. Why was he letting this happen to me? I truly started to question my faith. I started to question God. I started to question his plan for me. Was he even there? Was he even real? And I really started to wrestle with these things. I remember journaling a lot during the season. And I actually, before I started recording, I spent like 20 minutes upstairs looking for my old journals because I remember writing and tears just pouring from my eyes. I would write prayers. I would write my feelings and my emotions. I hope that I can find it because it's so raw and it's so real. And it really is a beautiful thing to just be able to pour out your heart onto the page and even to God through prayer. But it was one of the hardest things that I've walked through. So that's why I'm sharing this is because I know that I'm not the only one who's been through it. Like somebody out there is going through this right now. So I don't have all of the answers. I don't know when or if your time is, but I'm just sharing my story in hopes of encouraging you in the fact that you are not alone. I know you feel that way. I felt that way. We all feel that way, but you're not, okay? I finally came to terms with the possibility of never carrying and birthing a baby of my own. I had resolved, even before this point, that these babies in my classroom, all 23 of them, they were where I would pour out my love and my heart. And so that's what I did. I loved them as my own. It's something that I would have done regardless of if I was a parent or not. But when I saw it through that lens, it made it even more special because I had this opportunity and really a privilege to love these 23 kids every single day. And so that's what I did. We started to explore other options for fertility and adoption had always been something in my heart that I thought that I wanted, but my plan, very loosely, was to have babies first and then possibly adopt later. And it's still something that I haven't completely closed the door to, but who knows what God has in store down the road. 
I was starting to think that my body would never cooperate and I'd never experience pregnancy and delivery and would never be a mom. And then one morning in December, I woke up and I decided randomly to take a test. And at this point, I had stopped counting days neurotically and came to terms with whatever was meant to be, it would be. There was nothing that I could do at this point. I had been trying and I had been fighting and I had been, you know, really just pushing back. I was mad. I was angry. I was so frustrated, but I just decided to let it go. I was honestly probably just so exhausted at this point. I was so tired of month after month after month after month. So I'm honestly not even sure on this random day that it was like a day that I should have taken a test, but I took it fully expecting it to be another no. I'd had almost two years of no's and in the bathroom all alone, just as I'd felt during one of the hardest seasons that I had ever walked through, the test said pregnant and I was shocked. Tears filled my eyes and all I could say was, oh my God, oh my God. Because I was so thankful that I was finally pregnant. I was finally going to have a baby. And I sat there and I cried and I cried in my closet all by myself because my husband was still sleeping in the bed. (laughs) And as happy and filled with joy as I was, I was about to learn a very hard lesson. This pregnancy and this baby were not the answer to any of the things that I was dealing with. This baby would not decrease my anxiety. (laughs) In fact, the opposite was true, not only through pregnancy, but you know, as a new mom and as they become toddlers and big kids, your anxiety is tested. But my anxiety increased even more, even though I don't even think that was possible at this point, because then I started to worry about all the things that you worry about as a first time mom or even your second, third and fourth time around. It's normal to be anxious from time to time, but this was more than that. I became kind of obsessive and would Google every single thing. Every possibility, every birth story I could find, everything that could possibly go wrong, what to expect every single week, every single month. I do not recommend that you do this, by the way. There's nothing wrong with being informed, but there's a fine line between Googling all the things that are going to make you sick and worried and keep you up at night, which is what I was doing, and just following the baby app and letting it tell you week by week your baby's progress. There's nothing wrong with that. What I was doing was not a good idea, but smartphones were on the rise and Google was in my pocket right at my fingertips and my anxious little self could not help it. I've always felt like more knowledge gave me more security and if I could just know what could happen, then I could prepare for all the possibilities and especially those worst case scenarios, okay? Where are the Enneagram 6s at? Because I know that you feel me on that. So I searched and I searched and I read the most heartbreaking, devastating stories. Like, why was I doing this to myself? It was kind of sick in a way, if you think about it. But it was something that I thought was helping me by being prepared and by knowing all these different outcomes. I thought that I could be prepared if something were to happen or go wrong because that's what I was expecting. But it wasn't. It just increased my anxiety and it was not smart at all. So I found myself in another season of spiraling, only this time in a different way. So what did I learn from my season of trying to conceive? Well, we can plan all we want, but it doesn't actually matter. And it sucks to say that. We are not the ones in control and nothing anybody can say or do can change that. There's literally nothing you can do. And it is frustrating. It is maddening. It is heartbreaking, it is devastating, but it just is what it is. And I hate it sometimes. I hate it that my plan doesn't work out the way I want it to because I want what I want. We want what we want. The second thing is that you're not actually alone. 
Your thoughts will convince you otherwise, but there are so many women who are walking in your shoes right now, even if you're not trying to get pregnant. There are still women dealing with the same things that you're dealing with, that I'm dealing with, so you are not ever by yourself. You're not ever actually alone. The third thing is to not give up. Don't lose hope. I'm not saying that your story will be anything like mine. I'm also not saying that it won't be. You don't know. I don't know. But at the end of the day, you have to make peace with what is. You have to make peace with your current circumstances and your situation. Stop waiting for this or that to come or to go or to change. You have to be at peace with where you are right now. Not when you get that thing that you think that you need or want, even if it's a baby or a husband, whatever it is, a job promotion, not when you reach a certain point in life, lose X amount of weight, whatever it is. Because trust me when I say that you will still be you and all the things that you carry, your anxiety, your anger, your emotions, your baggage, your past, if you haven't made peace and dealt with these things, then you'll still be dealing with them whether you have a husband or not, a family or not a baby or not, a job or not, whatever it is you're looking to fulfill you and make you happier, those things are not going to fill that void. It does not fix the problem. You're looking for an external solution to an internal issue. And the sooner you realize that, the better. That might be the most important thing I've said the entire episode. I really wish that I had grasped that earlier in life. These things that I was looking for, that I wanted, that I was going after, I was really just trying to fill a void that couldn't be filled by all of these things or these statuses in life. You cannot use an external solution to fix something that is wrong internally. And I don't say wrong in a negative kind of way, but some of us have mess. Some of us have stuff from when we were kids or teenagers or early adults that we haven't dealt with that will continue to be if we don't deal with it. So regardless of the season, regardless of your status, regardless of where you are in life or where you want to be, if you don't deal with the root of those things first, if you don't deal with it internally, then nothing else is ever going to matter or make a difference. And I really wish that I would have learned that sooner. So part two is going to release soon. I'm going to kind of keep it rolling with the personal stories and kind of how pregnancy went and how delivery went. And (laughs) it is a roller coaster for sure. So make sure you're subscribed to have episodes automatically sent to your phone so you don't miss anything upcoming. If you want to join us, we're on Facebook in the More Than Mama community. So you can just search that on Facebook and then I've linked it below. And until next time, remember you are made for more.